Live from F102, this is Art As We Know It. This is the fourth episode of our bi-monthly podcast. With this podcast, we hope to share our art knowledge and help others to find art in their daily lives. So last week, we asked you guys, which museum has a cafe where all of their food and drinks are inspired by artists and artworks? And the answer is the Israel Museum. And at the Israel Museum, they have a dish called the Tartar Square a la Mondrian, which uses Mondrian's neoplasticist style to decorate the plate. Today in Art History, Hello Dolly opens at St. James's Theater in New York City for the very first time. Alright guys, so today we're going to be talking about something that everyone knows and loves and eats, and it is food and how art plays a role in the creation of food and how food is in art. So our first topic today, we're going to be talking about this pair of artists that call themselves Lazy Mom. So off of their website, you can see that there is a multitude of different um, art pieces they've created using food as their medium, and a lot of them are very vibrant and colorful, and I kind of want to ask you guys your first impressions of this artist? I think the first thing that I think of is like, this is such a niche. Who would really, you know, I mean, their art is very interesting, but, you know, they sell it. And I looked at their clients. They have a lot of very noticeable names for people like Time. Time Incorporated has used some of their stuff. Um, Refinery29, Bacardi, Giphy, Vice, Tumblr, a ton of um, companies that are pretty recognizable to the public. I think it's interesting, you know, how it's kind of, it's like with the colors and all that. And it's like interesting because it's not a traditional food art. When like, I personally think of like art in terms of food, it's usually how like people decorate the plates. Like it has something to do with like finally like eating the food. But like, obviously in this case, it's just like random food they put together in like a different form that I've like never seen before. Yeah, definitely. It's not something that you would see every day. You know, right here we can see a pineapple that's cut up, but in between the slices, there are dollar bills there, and there's one where it's just a hot dog wiggling on top of a piece of uh, processed cheese. Like, these aren't things that you would normally see, and it's very interesting to see how creative they get as far as, you know, taking food to the next level. Yeah, I'm very drawn to it because it kind of goes against the saying, don't play with your food. They make it very playful and uh, elaborate, and they try new things, experiment, and that's why I like it. I think their color palette really adds towards their playfulness with the, like, playing with food. And, like, I don't know. There's some really eccentric stuff on here. For example, there are bacons rolled up in hair rollers. I think that was my favorite one. I have no idea why. I like the eggs in the ice cube trays, you know? You ever, like, have warm water, just pop some eggs in there? Frozen, of course. I think it's really interesting because, like, food is, at its very basic level, meant to be eaten. But none of this, like, looks appetizing, like, at all. I think that's interesting. Like, that dynamic, like, how they change the meaning of food to be something, like, that it's not. On that, is is this edible? Um, Do do we know? I mean, so. I mean, would you want to eat, like, eggs in an ice cube tray? Do you want to eat pineapple with money? I want to know what money? it would be like to eat eggs. I actually wouldn't mind bread. eating the pineapple with money. Oh, that would be nice. I would take the money. Definitely not the hair rollers, so that's kind of nice. I need it. I need to experience the whole dish. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so now that we've talked about 
you know, this pair of artists, I kind of want to like lessen the spotlight to a single artist who took the art world by storm through a pretty unconventional medium, which was candy. And his name is Felix Felix Gonzalez Torres. And he was an artist who gained notable attention with his piece entitled Untitled in 1991 before he unfortunately died of AIDS in 1996. And so this piece is an installation piece that is basically just a 175-pound pile of wrapped candy propped against the corner of a wall. And this piece is really meant to be interactive with the the audience. So the viewers are meant to take a single piece of candy, which slowly chips away at the pile. And so over time, the pile does not exist anymore. It's not there anymore. And so this installation piece goes beyond, you know, just a pile of candy. It's also... Um, really personal to the artist. It has a deeper meaning that resonates with him. And Untitled was inspired by the artist's late boyfriend who died of AIDS earlier that year in 1991. And so what are your guys' thoughts on like how Torres parallels the process of depletion, De- slow degradation that one suffers from if they have AIDS? I think it's interesting that he used candy as a medium of all things. It really kind of juxtaposes with the fact that he lost someone so dear to him, and yet he's using candy, which is typically meant to be something vibrant and happy as a way to show, you know, his loss over time and how he's being broken down. I think the whole entire piece just reminds me of the word melancholy, because in the third grade, we read the book Because of Win dixie and they were eating these candies, and they're like, what does it make you feel? And it was like melancholy, and it always kind of like pops up in my memories every now and then. I think this is a very good representation because, like, yeah, candy sweet and stuff, but it brings back all these bad memories and also happy memories whenever they are still there. But to see it slowly, like, drift away, slowly get taken apart and you can't really do nothing about it except for watch it slowly get smaller, it's, like, kind of melancholy. And from my understanding, they refill the candy at the different museums. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that, you know, I mean, he passed away in 1996, you know, we're almost, and it's still, you know, it's still different art museums, people are still, you know, eating the candy, so even though both of them are gone, the memory of it lives on. Yeah, it really keeps, like, the love that they shared alive, and I think that's really sweet. I know people that get the candy, you know, again, candy's this happy thing, so it's like, oh, there's a candy, you know, they're, like, happy about it, even though it's, like, a sad event, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Well, and the fact that his partner died of AIDS and that's what inspired it and he later died of, you know, the same thing, it's just horrifying, you know, the AIDS crisis was so tragic and the fact that no one got help is just horrible, you know, and the fact that even something so happy is contrasted with, you know, the tragic death of a loved one, you know, it's just horrible. If they refill it every night, who's like, where is it? Because did he originally fill it up? Uh, and plan on filling it up every single time. And does that mean that the people that, like, fill it up are, like, new artists of it now? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if they're filling it up, they're contributing to that art. So that could be, like, oh, there are, like, several other artists under it. I think it's more something to do with intellectual property. Something mm. like that. If we're talking about intellectual property, the concept piece was designed by the artist. The museum that's keeping his pizza is just... Um, doing its job to make sure the piece remains as is. Lives on. And it was always meant for other people to be taking part in it, so I don't think uh, people refilling it affects the ownership rights. Mm-hmm. It 
I would feel like it takes away from the meaning of the piece, you know? Because the whole point is that he's, you know, you're chipping away little by little and taking the candy. If it just keeps getting refilled, then the essentially has no meaning if there is no end to it. But I think it's kind of interesting though. it's like, you know, I guess from a romantic point of view is that there is no end to their love either, you know, so it lives on. Or maybe like um, this experience that he had isn't, he knows it's not unique to himself and he wants to like share with everyone else and everyone's always going to experience, you know, things taking like a long time and it's going to be a painful time and having a sorrowful end and being coated with all these happy memories. I think he wants to say that that is a universal experience and one that will keep on happening. So moving on to the, our next artist, um, our next artist is going to be Jay, uh, Jason Monsieur, and um, he's famous for his portraits of celebrities made of food. Uh, he makes portraits from anything from burgers to candy to rice. Um, he has work in the Ripley's Believe It or Not museums and countless celebrity homes. So I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about um, his art and how it relates to pop art, uh, too, in a big way. It kind of reminds me of Andy Warhol, just because of the composition of colors and the fact that he is using a celebrity or just many celebrities. Yeah, that's, that's who I would compare him to as well. I like the one of Judge Judy. Made out of Ike and Ikes, Mike and Ikes. It was actually hot tamales. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Is he trying to imply that Judge Judy's a hot tamale? <laughs> I couldn't disagree. Yeah, and I think the way he, like, with some of his macaroni art, it's very, um, brings back a lot of memories of most people's first art experiences, which tend to be macaroni art. Tassine, did you ever make macar- macaroni art? Of course I did. Have you ever been to elementary? We always make macaroni art. We have eaten a couple of uncooked macaroni pieces. That's fine. Got a little bit sick. Probably not on the same scale as this. You know, I kept my, you know, drawings more simplistic. Have you guys had any experience with macaroni art? Um, like candy bracelets. Like that's pretty much the <laughs> yeah. candy bracelets. But yeah. this is like candy mosaics, right? And it gets yeah. very so in depth. Level. Yeah, all of his pieces, you can really tell who he's trying to uh, emulate because it looks like them. Even if it is made, mac- made out of macaroni, you're like, oh, that's definitely Nini Leaks made out of pasta shells. Any other interesting people? I mean, I can't compare to any of this skill, but I will say this. He didn't make John Ham out of ham, and that's kind of just hurts my heart a little bit. It's disappointing. I think it would stray from his medium. He's using candy to sing. Well, he's can bacon. Candy. He uses everything. He uses bacon? He could yeah, definitely use bacon. ham to make John a ham. It's just a disgrace, honestly. This oh, is our no. request to Jason Messier. If you're, please. like, listening to this, <laughs> please change it. No, no. <laughs> Recreate a new one. John Ham out of ham. But Thank it's kind of weird because he made Kevin Bacon out of bacon. But he didn't make John Ham <laughs> out of ham. <laughs> what do you have against John Ham? Oh, my God. Let us know. So, um... I think now I kind of want to move on to the last thing that we're going to do for today's episode. I want to host a debate because, you know, I always think about this, is food art. And when I say food, I'm including the process and the function and the presentation. So what do y'all think? Personally, I think that some food can be art. Not all of it. Obviously, if you get like a fast food burger, it's for eating. It's not, you know, to necessarily display and look pretty, but... 
if a chef puts in a lot of time and effort, they can make a very beautiful piece, you know. It's meant to be presented, and the act of eating it is also part of the art. Well, you could argue that the guy at Chili's who makes my chocolate molten lava cake puts a lot of time and effort into it. Or he warms it up. I really don't know. But I still think it it can be beautiful, and it can taste beautiful. But I think that food is a biological need, and it's more sustenance. I think, I mean, personally, when I think of, like, again, when I think of art and food, I think there are two types of it. There's, like, food that you eat out of necessity because you're hungry. Like ramen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ramen's definitely not Like the cup ramen. Yeah, like, I don't think that's art, you know. But, you know, if, like, you go to, like, a fancy restaurant and there's, like, so much effort into it, or, like, as we, like, looked at the lazy mom, you know. I think that, yes, those like, could be considered art. But as far as, like, everyday, you know, food, I don't think that's really art, like, a tra- I guess, traditional art, you know. If, but if a chef puts effort into it and, you know, say, like, the, sh- the molten chocolate lava cake, you know, he's putting effort into it. And, you know, if his emotions go into it, then it's art. If someone's just heating up a cup of ramen Maybe not the art, but if someone puts their emotions into it, their time, their efforts, then yes, I do consider it to be art. But then what if it tastes awful and it just looks good? I think Because that's like, I think when, you know, when we eat food, I think one of the most important things, it's like how it tastes, right? You know, what if, you know, yeah, I understand they put a lot of emotions in it or like a lot of thought into it, but if the only <laughs> thing that I can think of at the moment is how like bad this tastes, you know, is that really like art because like food as a function the function is to please humans you know so if it can't please me if i'm disgusted if it's gross like how my how is that art but all not all art is pretty though there is some art that's you know made to look you know like another object or something like take the fountain for example it's you know at the end of the day it's still a urinal and yet it's considered <laughs> art that's not pretty to look at yeah, but we're not eating that you're That's not eating it, but still, it's art. But That's... is it being used? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't, know, I, don't know the I don't know the relevance. I mean, there is no is, function to that. It. The function of food is, is to, you know, satisfy our need to get calories, to get energy. If I'm going somewhere, I don't care how much effort chefs put in it. I don't care how pretty it looks. I don't care how expensive it looks. There's this trend of putting gold in everything these days. I don't care how much gold there is. If it doesn't taste good and the only feeling I'm get is sadness and like the waste, like the waste of money. Sorry, I don't think that's art. I think that there's different functions to art. You know, obviously there's the the bigger one where you know it satisfies our you know, taste buds or whatever, but then there's also, like, presentation. And as someone who really likes to watch, like, baking shows and stuff, I know that at, at the end of the day, like, a culinary meal is judged not only by the taste, but also by the presentation. So I think that when you're judging whether art is, you know, can extend to the culinary skills, you also have to look at presentation, too, and, like, whether it looks pleasing to look at, not only tastes pleasing. Yeah, there's definitely a creative process when making food, like for cooks, because they're using all of these ingredients to make a certain flavor, and there's like complexity to that in a way that makes it art. If I'm looking at it in that sense, it seems a bit more like a science. If you're trying to combine things to create like a bigger product, if you're following a formula, 
in the form of a recipe. I think it's more like a skill and a science meant to address the biological need of sustenance. But I also to think say that science is an art, though. But I also mm. think you have to look at it at like if the person who is making the food considers themselves an artist, then what they are making is art. Because like the person who flips hamburgers at McDonald's, like obviously isn't like I'm an artist. It's but, probably like the person who went to culinary school, you know, and created the and created chicken. the yeah exactly. He's the artist, but I think another or she, yeah. I think another say or they. I think another. I think another factor that can play into it is like maybe traditional ways of making food. You know, you know, some like I guess like traditional foods like in you know East Asia or the Middle East, they have a like a certain way of making food that is like historical and goes back to like centuries before. Like during Ramadan, there are like so many like sweets and dishes that are like you know thousand years of century that like a lot of thought goes into it, a lot of like religious I guess aspects go into it. So like in terms of that, I do think that's art because you're like you know following a folk culture, you know, the traditions that your people have used. But then again, even if that doesn't taste good, <laughs> so I don't think you, it's hard. <laughs> food is only art if it tastes good? Exactly. But, like, taste is subjective, right? Like, And what about Lazy Mom's pieces? Right. Those aren't meant to be tasted, and yet they're art. Well, I yeah, I said true. there are two types of art. There's art that you look at. I don't think you want to eat the pineapple with the money in it. I, I do. do. Yeah, oh pineapple's my God. good. <laughs> You've never eaten money? I think the difference is <laughs> you get free money and you get the delicious taste of pineapple. And you go to a hospital. You wouldn't eat the money. Yeah, you take it, Ariana. <laughs> so I think the difference between what Lazy Mom does and general food is that Lazy Mom, they don't want you to eat it. But food generally is made to be eaten. That's using food as a medium. And regular food is food as a medium and the purpose. I think that like as humans have evolved, so has the meaning of like food. You know, it's not just for, uh, like, sustenance and, like, survival, but it also, like, can be for, like, art, too. So I think we just have to agree to disagree on this one. No. So our no. final verdict is... <laughs> no, it is not. Thank you, ladies. It, no, it is. It's undecided. <laughs> All right. She says so. It's up to the viewers. Moving Comment on. down below. <laughs> so today's fun fact still life so still life paintings what are they they're depictions of inanimate objects for the sake of their qualities of form color texture and composition they can be man-made or natural objects i like still life photos have you ever seen any still life paintings ever like in a tv show you know there's always like the artist they have like a banana or something trying to draw it i don't know they're pretty cool pop culture yeah (laughs) they're pretty cool And my next job, the tip for the AP Art History Test, you know I do this for y'all, Maze Cobb, one of my personal favorite pieces and one of the personal favorites of our instructor. They just, we love this piece. When they were teaching it to us, they taught us with um, such passion about this piece. The best piece on the 250, (laughs) honestly. Definitively one one of the best. So, Maze Cobbs, what (laughs) what is it? The Maze Cobbs are um, a metalwork piece from the... Incas, uh, circa fourteen forty to fifteen thirty three, made out of sheet metal. Um, they were made using our repoussé technique, which is a metal hammering technique, which creates form and relief within the piece. The piece it's hammered out of the out the back of the metal, which curves and bends the metal. 
Good job, Zane. Yep. Mm. Today's question is, who photographed the first self-portrait? Tune in next time to find out the answer. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, smash that like button.